And welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vandervliet, with his trusted canine who is always by his side. Woody, Woody, how you doing? Woof, Woody's doing great. And of course, Woody's a dog, so he can't talk. And if he could talk, you know what he would be telling you to do. Go over to our website, pblpodcast.com. All of our social media handles are there. Our handle on most social media platforms, by the way, is the PBL podcast, but click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. What you will see on YouTube right now are all of my TikTok videos. I've been putting them up on the YouTube so people can watch them without worrying about the Chinese seeing what you're doing because you don't want the Chinese to know that, do you? Anyway, welcome to this episode. We've got a lot of information. I mean, it is full on campaign season now. Of course, Biden did his first speech. He read his first speech last Monday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, there's a blow up on that lot. It's very telling. If you look at the speech, I got a great article about to read for you from uh, Victor Davis Hanson. We're going to get into what the Democrats are doing, what they're trying to do, and then what is the Trump campaign doing? I'm going to paint you a picture today that just shows you how out of touch the left is and how much trouble the left is in. And it really all starts with Biden's speech. Biden's speech Monday, and and Victor Davis Hanson did a phenomenal article. This is in Real Clear Politics, and of course you can see this or read this in my show notes. Uh, the headline is, Biden has become a tragic prisoner of his own paradoxes. And that is so true. Well, it's, it's so true for a lot on the left, but Biden, he's, he's put himself in a box. So let me go through this article, and it'll kind of explain it. It's like, you know, it, it's so... It's going to be interesting to watch how the Biden campaign gets itself out of this corner that it's backed itself into. And how are they going? They're now trying to paint that all the violence is because of Trump. And that's just not so. I've got some stories here that's going to show that's just not so. They're going to try to paint Trump as the cause of the COVID-19, but that's starting to wane. People aren't caring about that as much anymore. And they have to put Biden out on the campaign trail. They're not going to have a choice. You know, Biden's already said he's already get, already said he's going to debate Trump. They got three debates this month coming in September. And how does he back out of those? Because, you know, they want him to back out of those. And now as we see him actually deliver speeches on the campaign trail and you could see that the cognitive issues are just plain as day as he does more. What happens then? So let me read to you from the article from Victor David Hansen, which kind of sums up a lot of this. Uh, Joe Biden and his handlers know that he should be out and about weighing in daily on the issues of the campaign. And he's true. Uh, Victor Davis Hansen is absolutely correct in this. If Biden's not out, uh, that means Trump, he's already out, right? Trump's already been to Kenosha. How does Biden, the Biden camp offset this? So I'm going to go from here from the article in, in, impromptu interviews, Biden should be offering alternative plans for dealing with the virus, the lockdown, the economic recovery, the violence, and the looting and racial tensions. Yet Biden handlers seem to assume that if he were to leave his basement and fully enter the fray, he could be capable of losing the election in moments of gasps, gaffes, lapses, or prolonged silences. We already saw that from his first speech that he gave. He already bundled a lot and he was reading from a teleprompter. He wasn't even reading left and right from the teleprompter. He was reading straight on more from the article. So wisely, Team Biden relied on the fact that the commander in chief is always blamed for bad news. And there has been plenty of bad news worldwide this year. 
off the uh, off the script. This is so true because the Democrats have just worked on the assumption that Orange Man is bad and everybody knows it. And they also have worked off that the, the media, the leftist media, the mainstream media will carry their water for them and blame Trump for everything. We've seen that in the news all over the place. From the article, that reality was reflected in the spring and early summer polls that showed growing discontent with the incumbent Trump as if he were solely responsible for one of the most depressing years in U.S. history. But news cycles, like polls, are not always static. What was true in July is not necessarily so in September and especially November. Volatile years produce volatile voters. Now, many voters think they see a warning of the vi- a waning, I'm sorry, of the virus, a need to get their kids back to school and a glimmer of hope that the economy is recovering. Okay. This is where the American mindset is going right now. This next paragraph sums up even more. A large segment of the public is becoming irate at the nightly looting, uh, deconstruction, and arson that no longer seems to have much to do with the May death of George Floyd while in police custody. Where are the police, the mayors, and the governors to protect the vulnerable, the law-abiding, and small business owners? Victor David ha- Davis Hansen nails it in that paragraph. Right now, people are frustrated. They're seeing this day in and day out, and it only can last so long before people are fed up. So Biden knows that the polls now tell him that he must reemerge and cease being a virtual candidate, yet he knows that if he does, he risks losing the race. So his surrogates talk of mandatory fact-checking of the debates or even canceling them entirely. Hillary Clinton recently said that Biden should not concede under any circumstances, apparently even if he loses the November election. If the rules no longer favor Biden, then it seems to change, then it seems time to change the rule. So Biden has become a tragic prisoner of his own paradoxes. And it's so true. We, I mean, Biden now, the, the bar is set so low for Biden's presentation skills, if you will, for his his ability to give a speech that he can't even reach that bar. The, the, all of us, most of us, if not all of us on the right are looking forward to these debates because we know what to expect. Now I I've often opined, could this be a big setup on Biden's team that is he just acting like this? So when he comes into debates and all he needs is a passable performance, he knocks it out of the park. I used to start, used to think maybe that's true. I don't think so anymore. It's painfully obvious that Biden is having some cognitive issues. So um, the article goes on here, but CNN News anchor Don Lemon recently warned his fellow leftists, now the polls are changing. Lemon appeared, apparently fears that the public is sick of seeing the urban unrest. Suddenly, many members of the media want Biden to condemn the rioting and violence. But he can't really. I mean, Biden's backed himself into a corner. Now, all of a sudden, Biden's trying to say the violence is from Trump. Trump, he pours gasoline or on a fire. That he foments, foments this, this, this hate, this violence. So he's trying to put it all at the feet of Trump. But here's his problem. The BLM protesters and the Antifa protesters, rioters, they're they're the far left base. If he pushes too far, he loses them. It, not that they'll go vote for Trump, although some Bernie bros did in 2016. It's that, that they won't vote at all. And the Democrats need that base 
because they're losing larger chunks of the black population, the black support. Now, people don't, the, the media doesn't want you to know that, but the polls keep suggesting that Trump is getting more and more black support than any other president before. Now, we'll see on November 4th, hopefully we'll see on November 4th, what the, the actual voting is going to be and where was the black base then? How many voted for Trump? I mean, he didn't. So, I mean, there's reports polling that Trump could get as much as 36% of the black vote. That would be un precedented. I mean, if he gets 15%, I've been saying often, it's over for the Democrats. And they know this and they fear this. So Biden's backed into a corner. He, he I mean, how he's promised to debate Trump. How does he get out of it? He uh, didn't denounce the violence early on. Now, all of a sudden, he's trying to denounce it. But how does he not uh, offset his base? And then there's this. Um, Kamala, Kamala Harris and well, this is from Red State. Kamala Harris and Biden staffers donated to bail out folks arrested during riots. Uh, and then they go, this article goes on to talk about what one of the persons did. Some of the people that were released, and this is, again, Harris, Kamala, I was, I'm trying to, <laughs> Kamala Harris has promoted this fund, right? This is the uh, Minnesota Freedom Fund. And I, on on TikTok, I put this out there and somebody goes, you got proof? I'm like, she tweeted it on uh, um, June 1st, 2020. She put out a tweet, donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Your support will help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. So she obviously supports it. It's right there. Now, the people that are being bailed out uh, aren't good people. But Harris not only donated, but she also promoted the fund on her Twitter account. It's right there for anybody to see. So in this Red State article, the fund, this is from the Red State article, the fund got a tremendous amount of money, $35 million, and used it to help bail out several people. The people they got out weren't just for minor things. Among the people who were bailed out by this fund a man accused of attempted murder for shooting at a SWAT team, a woman charged with second-degree murder, and a twice-convicted rapist who was charged in two other cases. This is directly tied to Kamala Harris. How does the Biden campaign square this? Well, the media will, will carry their water for them. The, the mainstream media won't say anything. You'll have to go to alternative mediums, like a little old podcast like this, to hear this kind of stuff. But now the Biden campaign is again backed into a corner. They've actually helped criminals in the protests, the riots. How do they square that? How, how do they reconcile this? Well, they can't. So all they're going to keep doing is orange man bad, orange man bad. Now, over at uh, Daily Caller, uh, here's the headline at the Daily Caller exclusive. We got our hands on Trump's internal issue polling. And here's what they say. Jobs, economy, and COVID-19 take priority over racial issues and law and order. So it's all about the jobs. It goes back to Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign slogan. It's the economy, stupid. So that is where the internal pollings are going. People are getting fed up with these riots. People are getting fed up with the violence they see day in and day out on TV. They want law and order. They want this COVID stuff to stop and they want the economy to get back. And Biden, how does he, you know, they didn't mention any of the violence 
in their DNC and all of a sudden trying to tie this violence around Trump's necks. So the internal polling has shifted. So if this is Trump's internal polling, you know, you got the same internal polling happening over at the Democrat side. And that's why they've shifted. That's when uh, Don Lemon mentioned the polling is showing it's showing up in the polling. This is what he was talking about. So with all this change now, you've got a real race on your hands. Now you're going to see the Democrats, again, they're going to continue to do what they're doing, blaming Trump, but they can't. I mean, Trump Trump is a fighter. You can't tell me that after Kamala Harris just comes out and promotes this fund that helped criminals get bail, how does, how does the Biden team reconcile the fact that they've actually helped the violence? That That's promoting the violence by helping criminals get out. And then you got Trump visiting Kenosha to give support to law enforcement and the residents hit hard by the riots. So Trump was in Kenosha the other day while Biden was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, flubbing a speech. The optics look much better for Trump. And here's the thing about Kenosha, because I mentioned yesterday Kenosha is a turning point. Kenosha is a swing county. It's a swing county and a swing state. And they're swing city. So they're the representative in Congress for Kenosha is a Republican. And the the state itself went for Trump's, went for uh, Obama. So the state itself ha- is a swing state. And now it's hitting those middle-class Americans. Kenosha is the bellwether. Kenosha is the canary in the, the coal mine, and the Democrats don't see it, or they do, and they're panicking because Kenosha is the switch. Kenosha, the Democrats think Kenosha is going to help them, and it's not. They know, they know deep down from the polling that the riots of out of hand in Kenosha was the tipping point for Americans or finally fed up with all the violence. I mean, you had CNN saying there's, you know, mostly peaceful protests. Well, you had burning buildings behind them. And then again, you go back to Biden and his speech on Monday. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address make sure that you vote and vote informed. Okay. So Red State did a piece on Biden's speech, and this is the headline of Red State speech. This is really bad. Social media weighs in after Biden's very bad day in Pittsburgh. And then they go on to show a lot of tweets of what people are saying about his speech. Here's one. Apparently under at real Donald Trump's leadership, we are facing the crisis of the birth of the right American future. I mean, that, that's incoherent, right? Because that's what Biden said. Uh, among other nonsensical things Biden said in front of a very sparse crowd, this is from the article, was this gem which got the attention of Eric Trump. All right, here's what Biden said. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 year. Look, here's the lives. It's simple. It's just, I mean, you think about it, more lives this year than any other year. 
And Eric Trump tweeted this out. This is why the Biden campaign doesn't want him to leave his basement. This guy isn't playing with a full deck, and it is so irresponsible that the media covers this up. And Eric Trump is absolutely right. I mean, if you listen to what Biden said, and I'm going to repeat it here because it's gibberish, and he was reading from a script. It's not like he was off cuff. He can't do off cuff. He was actually reading, and this some maybe the teleprompter guy was going too fast or too slow. But you know, I'm sure the teleprompter guy's over there sweating bullets, going, "Oh man, I can't mess this up if I'm not running this right." Oh man, because they know, they all know. But listen to again what he said: COVID has taken this year just since the outbreak has taken more than 100 year. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's just, I mean, you think about it more lives this year than any other year. Gibberish. He can't get out his thoughts. The man is losing it. The cheese is sliding off the cracker and it's just going to get worse. So you've got that happening. You got Kamala Harris coming out and promoting a fund that's gotten criminals out of jail. And then you got this from the Washington Examiner. FBI warns Chicago police of gang pack to shoot on sight any cop with weapon drawn. So in Chicago, the gangs have put out word that if any police officer has a weapon drawn, they're to shoot that police officer. That's a full-on war against police officers. So the, the Chicago Police Department, and you know they're up against a monumental task of, of protecting its citizens when the city hall, Mayor Lightfoot, won't even support the police. And now the police are literally, literally have a target on their neck. If they pull their firearm and a passerby gang member sees it, they're supposed to shoot them. This is just maddening. This is the left. This is not the right. Chicago is one of the most leftist cities there is. And Chicago has the toughest gun laws in the nation. And you don't think that the American people see this? Middle America sees this. They see that the, that the Biden campaign switched gears. They didn't see anything in the DNC addressing the violence. And now they see the DNC, all of a sudden, the Democrats pivoting to address the violence after they saw the RNC address all the violence. They see that Kamala Harris is, is, is just, I don't, I mean, she was supposedly a tough prosecutor, but now look at this where she's basically supporting a fund that releases criminals. It's right there in her Twitter feed. They see that the Chicago gang members have been told to shoot police if they draw their firearm on any citizen, any citizen. So you go back and you look at that Jacob, um, oh gosh, can't remember the guy's last name, up there in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and you look at what happened with Jacob Blake, with Jacob Blake, if that officer didn't pull his gun, what, what could have happened? I mean, there are videos that you can go online and see officers getting shot after somebody went back in their car. Absolutely maddening. And then there's this. This is from uh, Breitbart. White House denounces ludicrous Washington, D.C. plan to change or remove historical monuments. So the mayor of Washington, D.C., radical leftist, has put together a plan, a recommendation to uh, take down or remove federal government monuments. And here's the list. Christopher Columbus, 
uh, Benjamin Franklin statue, uh, Andrew Jackson statue, Thomas Jefferson statue memorial, George Mason memorial, Francis Griffith Newland's memorial fountain, Albert Pike statue, and George Washington, Washington Monument, George Washington statue. They want to remove the Washington Monument. Is the left, can the left be any more out of touch than, than this? I mean, it's an election year. You would think they would quell this kind of crap going into an election year. I mean, all Donald Trump has to do is just show up at Kenosha, give support, and, 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 and that's it, and he'll win this election. I mean, because the left is doing themselves in. Allow Biden, just let Biden speak. Let Biden go out there. The debates are going to be epic. I'm, I'm still not sure they're going to happen, as I'm sure most of you are, but they are going to be epic. So Trump, he's got it easy, but he still needs to be out there, and he will. The man has a lot of energy. The man has a lot of stamina, and he's already out and about, whereas Biden, they're going to have a hard time. So Monday, Biden gave a speech. Where was he Tuesday? Well, I didn't see him anywhere Tuesday. Where would he be today? How often are they going to have Biden out? Democrats are in trouble. And then you had a story from Rasmussen uh, come out the other day where he noticed that they're suppressing polling. Now, yesterday's podcast, I put out polling, how the polling looks bad for Biden. Hillary Clinton was performing better at this point in time in the polls than Biden is at this point in the time in polls. And what Rasmussen's uh, pointed out the other day was that a lot of polling is being suppressed that they're not releasing as many polls this cycle uh, than they did in the 2016 cycle. And he shows you what they released in the 2016 cycle and what's been released in this cycle. Why do you think that is? Because those polls don't look good. People are getting fed up with the left. Uh, here, here's um, a headline from Daily Wire about the Oregon um, violence. The Oregon um, governor, governor of Oregon, is finally, finally releasing a plan. So here's the headline. Oregon's Democrat governor finally releases plan to stop violence. Sheriff's police torch her. Now, what her plan was is she was going to take police officers from uh, neighboring counties and bring them into Portland to help quell the violence and the the riots. Okay, first of all, that's admitting you have violence and riots. So kudos to that, right? But the sheriff counties, the neighboring county says, uh, not so fast. In fact, one of the sheriffs said that he didn't even hear of the plan. He wasn't told of the plan. He read about the plan. So she didn't even ask. So it said, Brown said she will be asking sheriff deputies from both Clackamas, Clackamas and Washington County, as well as officers from Gresham to support Portland police in keeping the peace. These police officers, these sheriffs refused. And why did they refuse? Well, they refused because they got to take care of their own community. So they're not going to help. She put this plan out there without actually inviting them to the plan, without actually seeing if they wanted to be a part of the plan, without even getting approval that they would do this. And they said, no, we have to protect our own communities. Our resources are already stretched too thin. So her plan is already kaput, if you will. This is the left. This is the left. And then Nancy Pelosi, did you see this the other day? 
Also from the Daily Wire, Nancy Pelosi admits breaking lockdown for salon visit, blames business, says she did nothing wrong. So if you hadn't seen this, there's video from a security camera of Nancy Pelosi walking through a salon. She's got a robe on. She's already had her hair done something to it, and she's not wearing a mask, and she's violating the Governor Newsom's orders of these did not go in. The business shouldn't have been open. She shouldn't have been inside. That was a violation of Newsom's orders. And she should have been wearing a mask. Another violation of Newsom's orders, the governor of California. Now, personally, I think it's ridiculous that these businesses are closed. I think it's ridiculous that they mandate the mask like that. So, but, but she admits that she, she was breaking the lockdown and she blames the business because this is how they wanted her to do it. Hypocrite, just a hypocrite. Do you not think the American people are not seeing this? Of course they are seeing this. And then here from President Trump, this is from Town Hall, President Trump, here's what I want my supporters to do when they encounter rioters. So from the article, this is from Laura Ingram's interview he did with her. She asked, do you want your supporters to confront the left wing protesters? President Trump, no. Or then Laura Ingram, or do you want to leave it to law enforcement? President Trump, no, no, I don't want them. I want them to leave it to law enforcement, Trump replied. But my supporters are wonderful, hardworking, tremendous people, and they turn on their televisions, and they look at a Portland, and they look at a Kenosha before I got involved and stopped it. Or they look at Chicago where 78 people were shot last weekend. Numerous people died. Or they look at New York where violence is up by what? Like 150%. It's up by any by a number nobody. I'm sorry, that's what he said. It's it's up by a number nobody, and they're leaving. They're looking at all this, and they can't believe it. They can't believe it. My supporters are not. Uh, the president went on to say that Democrats have lost control of the la- radical wing of their party. So Trump is saying, no, don't confront him. He doesn't want him to confront him. The left, remember the left? And I can play audio clips, and I'm not going to find these, where you heard Obama say, you know, if, if they bring a knife, bring a gun, and all that. And you you see recently Ayanna Presley, also known as Lex Luthor, say that we have to continue these protests. You saw Chris Cuomo talking about how we have to, uh, you know, why do, who said there should be peaceful protests. You see this all over the place, what the left is calling for violence and uh, division, but yet this is what they're trying to say that this president does. It's absolutely nonsense, just nonsense. So, you know, let's talk about President Trump. In fact, we're going to take a break. And in the second segment, uh, this is Wednesday, I'm doing this podcast. So it's MAGA Wednesday. I'm going to go over some accomplishments on Trump's foreign policy. The left constantly try to tell you that this president has accomplished nothing. So if you look at what's going on in the news right now, the left is trying to say Trump's um, creating the violence, causing division, fueling the flames, when clearly there's ample evidence to show you that that's exactly what the left does. Kamala Harris promoting a fund that releases criminals. Uh, Joe Biden can't even get a coherent sentence out and all of a sudden is trying to say that the violence is wrapped around Trump. Nancy Pelosi, you know, she doesn't care what the little people need or do. You know, it's uh, rules are for thee, not for me, Pelosi. Uh, Chicago gang members are openly uh, declaring war on police officers. And Washington, D.C. mayor wants to take down the Washington Monument. This is the left. 
So join me in the second segment where I'm going to give you some accomplishments for Trump's foreign policy. I debate a lot of liberals and leftists online, and they're all constantly saying this president has not accomplished anything. It's simply not true. And then a couple of other news stories that will end it with some, maybe some, uh, I got one that you just are not going to believe. So catch you up on the second segment. (laughs) 